Welcome back to the Unfortunate Diehards podcast. Hashtag number 22, Nikita Saitsev. Thanks for returning, guys. My name's Evan. I'm a Sens fan. To my left. Sufjan, Caps fan. To my right. Omar, Leafs fan. Ugh. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. We're going to go over some of our teams. There's been some huge trades in the NHL that we're going to go over. Timo Meyer's being traded. Uh, Orlov from the Capitals has been traded. Um, and... More trades that we'll get into later. Uh, we're going to do our stack game head-to-head, and maybe we'll be talking more about these players like Timo Meyer. He may be scoring in an upcoming game for his new team, um, so we'll be checking the odds on that on the BetStamp app. Let's hear a little bit more about today's sponsor, BetStamp. Are you tired of searching through countless sports betting sites to find the best odds and deals? Look no further than BetStamp, the ultimate tool for sports bettors. BetStamp is your all-in-one platform for sports betting with real-time odds and analysis, from top sportsbooks in the industry. With BetStamp, you'll never miss a beat when it comes to finding the best deals and maximizing your winnings. BetStamp also provides advanced features such as bankroll tracking and betting trends, so you can make informed decisions and stay ahead of the game. And with their user-friendly interface and personalized alerts, you'll always be in control of your bets and never miss out on a winning opportunity. BetStamp allows you to follow other users to be instantly notified they are tracking their picks. Following winning users in the BetStamp pick marketplace is a great way to find new bets. So why wait? Download BetStamp now using the code DIEHARDS and take your betting game to the next level. The odds are ever in your favor. All right, thank you, BetStamp, for uh, sponsoring today's episode. Uh, So what's been up with you guys? We'll go over the past week or so. I know Omar's had a bit of a big week. Uh, Sufi's also had a big week with his team getting thumped by Buffalo. Hey, we beat New York. This is true. But most recently being thumped by Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Hey, we beat New York. <laughs> but, but what's been up with you guys? I know... Uh, Bro, it's been like... It's been two days. It's been two yeah, days. No, I feel like Let's it's get been to a, the teams. It's been a bit busy couple days, no? So what's going on with you guys? We had a ball hockey game yesterday. How'd that go? We won 10-4. Sufi did not score, but Omar and I did. I played defense, and I was a dash three, but we won. Were you actually a minus I have three? no idea. Oh. I did remember a couple goals being scored while I was on. So Evan and I, Evan and I were a dash two off Wait. the bat, but then we Never covered one. <laughs> I was on. I was on for like four goals, so I guess I'd even know. But yeah. yeah, it was a it was a fun game. I almost got killed uh, by a short man trying to punch me in the head. I guess he wasn't short. He was short for me. Short to you. Yeah, large mustache. Seemed like a decent guy. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yes. We are uh, now seven and one. In case you guys are wondering, and uh, I thought it was six and one. No, we're seven because we had that forfeit game. Online it says five and one. It hasn't updated. They're wrong. All right. All right. Anything else that's been up with you guys? No, that's all. Awesome. Well, I'm working the Sens game tonight. Go Sens! And we've back back against the Red Wings. So <coughs> hopefully some points come out of this. Um, but we'll start off with you know we start off with a uh, the team that had the biggest trade last time. So we'll flip to Sufi, whose team has had the biggest trade since the last episode. Wait, did we trade for Jacob Chicken? Mm-hmm. what happened? He's had the biggest sell. His team has the biggest sell. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they've uh, evidently given up. They're throwing. <laughs> we haven't given up, unfortunately. Otherwise, more people would be gone. But, um, yeah, I mean, the Orlov thing kind of just made sense because... What is the Orlov thing, Sufi? It was Orlov and Hathaway and some other prospect from Minnesota because they got involved again for salary retention, uh, to Boston for Craig Smith. Woo! A first, a second, and then another second? I don't know. There was a bunch of picks. Um, 
So here's the thing, right? Dimitri Orlov is what, 31, 32? He wanted a six-year deal. Uh, considering we're trying to get younger and faster, a six-year deal for a 31-year-old is probably not a good idea. So it makes sense that they traded him. And then it also makes sense that now we are apparently looking to trade for someone like Chikrin. Whether it's him or not, it, uh, it's not the point. Um, but getting younger and faster is kind of a goal here. And whether we make the playoffs or not, we probably wouldn't do much if we did get in there. But I would still put in my bracket if we did make the playoffs so the Caps are going to win. But uh, Yeah, every year should be, should be a bracket. I don't think there's been one year where the Caps oh, have won. 2018. No, there's been... Every- 20, bro, 2018, that was the first year I did it. No. Yes. <laughs> no, we used to send brackets together bro, every year. 2018 was the year that I did it, and we won. Like, I didn't make the whole bracket, but we won the cup that year. So, Do you want me to really go into the receipts? Okay. I bet I could find, like, 10. All right, what? so... What? Ex- no, you, every year you send a bracket to me, and the yeah. Caps win every year to you. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I, but in, I did it every year, but in 2018, they actually did win. No, I'm, I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, no, no, I do. Like, I do it every year. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, Anyways. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, the official details of the trade, um, like all the details are Orlov and Hathaway to the Bruins in an exchange for the Bruins' 2023rd first-round pick, 2025th second-round pick, 2024th third-round pick, and forward Craig Smith to the Capitals. Now, we know what this kind of means for the Capitals. Yeah, they're still in the hunt for a wild-card spot. Um, they're looking get- hunting. They're looking. They're looking to get a bit younger, but this year's kind of the. They've, they, what they've made clear is that the they're not gonna be buyers and try to add to make the playoffs. They're gonna see if they make it, but also make deals in an attempt to make themselves younger yeah. and fresher for next season. So they're but that means trading for guys like like Chickard. If that's that's the only kind of trade that we'd make, if it's like a 24, 25 year old that has term. Yeah, exactly. So it's not, um, we, we had to joke and say it's a give up move, but uh, like in a way, I guess it's kind of right. They're not trying to make moves, I would say, to uh, as buyers mm-hmm. to make it to win the cup or to uh, for a final stretch run at the playoffs. So mm-hmm. they're making moves in the realization that, hey, look, this is the season we're having and there's a chance we get in, there's a chance we don't, but we have to look at the long term as well. Yeah, and the thing is, like, it, it was kind of a weird season to begin with, right? We had, like, you can fact check this, I've seen it on multiple broadcasts, but it was like, 300 plus man games lost to injury and I think second was Ottawa I know they're like 100 something um, and that's not even to like minor players like we're talking huge guys like Wilson I guess he actually is big so I, yeah but Matter Wilson win. Wilson Backstrom Carlson we can't win without Ovechkin and Oshie. he was gone for Oshie yeah. and then even Orlov was out for a period of time as honestly, well honestly just say anyone on the roster probably <clears throat> Yeah, Ovechkin at one point was the only player that played every single game, and then he ended up leaving. So, so we know what this. Yeah, we know we know what this trade was for the Capitals. But on the other hand, this trade thing is though, for bro, the Bruins. This is overkill for the Bruins, bro. They have three left defensemen that are all like top fours. Yeah, but it's like who the heck is going to be there? They have they're paying Orlov now because Orlov deal now is kind of like O'Reilly's deal in in Toronto because it's like uh, they had like the double retention, so he's getting paid like two mil. Yep. Yeah, and then now you have, on the left side, you have Lindholm, Orlov, and Grizzlick. All of them could be playing with McAvoy if they wanted to. And then on the other side, you have McAvoy, uh, Carlo, and then who's their last defenseman? Clifton. Clifton, who's also good. That defense is insane. With Allmark in that, 
and that like their four core how it is. Garner Hathaway, by the way, and Allmark scored a goal. Like, of course, <laughs> the guy with the best stats also scored a goal. Did you goal. see that goal though? He went, it was like yeah, twenty yeah. feet in the air, but yeah, that was yeah. insane. It was great. Um, Hathaway is is as Boston a player you can possibly get, and apparently that was his childhood team. So, thing is, I don't I, like. I don't think Hathaway would have stayed this year because he was having a really good season for a guy that's on the fourth line consistently. Uh, so he's probably looking more in like the he's probably looking for more in like the two point five three range. And for a guy that's in our bottom six, that probably wasn't going to happen with us. So I wouldn't be surprised if he goes back to Boston next year. The thing is, Hathaway and Marshawn on the same team is going to be the most annoying team in the league. And Frederick. And yeah. Frederick. Oh, my God. This essentially makes the Bruins even more impossible to beat. <laughs> if they, This is like their year. If they choke, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a bad time because all their, like, their, their, the reason that people were so skeptical of them was because there was people, like they have so many old players, right? Or which I don't think people realize that they they did the whole retooling thing, and it's already working for them. Like they're the two old players that they have are their two centers, but like everything around them is young and fast, right? Um, and they got rid of the anchor that is Craig Smith and put him on my team. So, but I think that <laughs> I put I put I posted on Twitter and I was like. These two games for Craig Smith this weekend were like a tryout for him to like get traded again. Yeah. Because um, any trade with like Arizona or something is pretty much going to be including some sort of cap dump, whether it's him or Eller, it's going to be one of them. Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's gone in like the next however many hours before the deadline. So, anyways, like I do agree with you. I I don't think this is like throwing in the towel on on like a on a season where we had everything to give like. We're going to come back next year and uh, hopefully win the lottery and get Bedard, and then we'll be chilling. So, And how are the Caps doing in general? Uh, I mean, the two games since, we went 1-1. One and one. one, we pounded the Rangers, and then we lost in Buffalo. So the good thing is we couldn't score goals at all when Ovechkin was out. Last two games, 10 goals, which is good. Before that, though, when we weren't scoring goals, we also weren't letting them in, and then we've let in, like, 11 goals, but besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's like, I think we've come to terms It's uh, with, with what's happening, and I'm interested to see what happens at the deadline. I'm also interested to see if Laviolette's going to finally start playing the young guys, but I really do not want to see Irvin or Irwin and McElrath as a pairing for any longer. Or Darcy Kemper is going to have an aneurysm. <laughs> like, he, he was so mad. It was... He, like, broke his stick on the post after the goal and then, like, just flung his stick towards the bench. Like, I've never seen someone, like, a goalie that mad since, like, who was it, Patrick Wall that just, like, stormed off the ice and yeah. started throwing stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But if I had them as a parent, I mean, I'd do the same Bidding thing. Team always has a few outbursts here and there. <laughs> Bidding outbursts are pointless, though. Yeah. yeah. Tuka Rask had a couple. Tuka yeah, Rask had a couple, Oh, yes. he threw, like, a crate. Yeah, yeah, Tukaras has had a couple. Tukaras was one of those who would like make it very known when he's pissed at a player as well on his team. If a goal goes in, he thinks it's not his fault; it's a player's fault. Facial expressions and stuff. He would, he would, he would make his body language very obvious that he's pissed at a specific guy. I think the problem is Kemper thinks Kemper's probably on the fence of like being thinking that it's his fault when there was literally a goal uh, yesterday that Kuznetsov literally passed it right to Tate Thompson and he sniped it. And there's nothing Kemper can do on that. Like, yeah. that's one of the somehow now best goal scorers in our league. Yeah. And he just gets it right in the slot from Kuznetsov. So, yeah. So it's, the uh, next... Uh, well, I was just going to say... Uh, 
we should we could talk about our own teams first. So uh, I'll talk about the Senators. Uh, we went one and one since the last episode, I believe. But they were also or no, I guess we played three games. Sorry, uh, Wait, one and two. Three uh, games? No, can't be right. When do we we filmed on Thursday? Thursday. So, so they, they we're, played, we're Monday, Thursday, played. Friday, and then they played. They played on Thursday. I think so. Okay. Okay. No yeah. Mind. yeah. Uh, but it was a second half of a back-to-back in Boston against Boston. Oh, no, I did talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. I'll restart. Okay. You don't have to cut this. We got it. We did. So I'll okay. talk about the Sens now. Uh, we went one and one. Uh, after that Boston game, we'd played Carolina. I think we outshot them by a couple shots. We were getting outshot pretty bad earlier on, but um, lost 4 nothing. Big oof. Um, Contending. Yeah. And then... Uh, we were in Montreal recently, and my dad was at the game, actually, and they won 5-2. They were getting outshot, apparently really bad, I going into that. the third. Um, Montreal was up 2-1, but Ottawa stormed back, and all the depth scorers actually uh, got some. I know, I think Batherson got one, um, and now? Pinto got one, but uh, we had Gautier score, we had Broussard score, um, it, it was a whole like team effort which was kind of nice like usually if you check the the score sheet it's top six on the power play for three goals or something um so it was there's a good contribution and um a good 20 minutes to end it off i guess Mm -hmm. um ottawa now has a back-to-back tonight and tomorrow against detroit both games at home so we'll see what happens there that's a those are huge four points if ottawa can get like at least three um it would be Really, really good for the standings kind of catch up to Detroit and Buffalo, respectively. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I'll have more to talk about afterwards. Uh, I didn't get to watch both the games recently, but I'll be watching both the next couple days. And uh, fingers crossed that, you know, the boys can pull through. I was also just, I was thinking yesterday, I think this could be a hot take. But I think Giroux has been Ottawa's most consistent forward all season. I know Kachuk has the most. And I know Stutzel is second and has been really good recently. But I feel like Giroux just has consistently put up points no matter what, where Kachuk was really hot and then kind of like didn't score for like seven, eight games. And then he started doing a bit better. And then Stutzel was like solid and then had like a really big outburst in the new year. But Giroux has just been so solid. Like I could not be more happy. What's well, uh, veteran true. presence experience? That's also weird. Yeah, because his career, and he scores pretty goals. Like he has like yeah. five this year already that are really nice. It's, yeah. it's just like the opposite of his career, though. Like in his career, he was like mad and consistent in terms of like point totals. But then I do agree, like this year he's been the most consistent forward because he had like seasons where it was like he had a hundred points, and then the next year he had fifty eight, and then he went back to eighty, and then back down to sixty. Like, but for whatever reason, he's having like a completely different arc and set on the sense. Stutzel's been streaky, but this but he's been insane since the new year. Mm-hmm. So he's top five and scoring, <coughs> I think, or yeah. top ten or something like that. Auto's a weird team because I see it with more with any team where if you look at Twitter reactions, it's like when they lose, it's the world is ending, and when they win, it's like they're the best team in the league. It doesn't matter who they're playing. If they lose to Carolina, just a bad as bad a reaction as to anything. And then if they beat. A team like the Habs, they're like, oh, we're going to make the playoffs and win the cup. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it just shows you who they can beat, who they can't beat. They can't beat the teams that are ahead of them that that much. Um, well, it depends on the play style, right? Yeah. Like Carolina is a team that's built different. And the East, like, in general, there's, like, 
I think th- I saw this on tw- uh, on Instagram. It was like five teams, uh, five teams uh, out of, have above six forty win percentage, and at least two of them won't make it past the first round. And it's like the Leafs, Bruins, Canes, Lightning, Rangers, Rangers. Hmm. One of them, two of those teams won't even make it past the first round. Yeah. So Toronto's one of them. And then. <laughs> <laughs> but I do agree with the like Twitter comment, like because Ottawa's in such a weird position. I think people are just kind of getting bored. Like, if we lose, like against Boston, second half or back, second back to back. We're destined to lose. I literally expected. I was like, "There's if we win, amazing." But I'm just chalking this up as Boston gets two points. Yeah. Um, and then people are like, "Can't believe that we uh, let that game slip away from us." Blah 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 blah. Like, so you're playing Boston. You're playing Boston in Boston back to back. Like, yeah. and then we'll be Montreal. And people are like, "Oh, we're only five points out or something." <laughs> it's like it's so back and forth. I just like. But that's Twitter. Like, there's, there's, so there's many, not as much consistency. Yeah, I was telling Sufi. Uh, so like, yeah, I was telling Sufi that the Sens are four points behind Washington with four games in hand. And that's the thing. But you guys, and what I said to him was that you're not even chasing Washington. Like, you're chasing Washington, anymore, but it just and we're like four spots out now. Like, yeah, there's so many teams. It just in comes this to race. show because Washington is a few points. How many points out are the Capitals now? We lost to Buffalo, so we're like four points out. Yeah. So right now, out of a wild card, Washington is. Uh, five points out. No, yeah. uh, no, no. Sorry, second wild card. Three points out. No. Um, three points out of a wild card right now. So, and Sens are four points behind Washington with four games in hand. So this is actually a what decently does, close what, race for Ottawa. What about now Buffalo? As well. what, like what? Are, Buffalo has sixty six points. They're one point out. Pittsburgh has the second wild card spot at sixty seven points. And how many games in hand does Buffalo have? Buffalo has one game in hand. Thing is, like, and that's the thing. Like, catching us is okay. Like, I don't really. Yeah. I mean. I don't know if that's your goal to catch Washington. Well, it, no, I'm, it's not. It's not to say I'm not saying it to uh, in the in an attempt to say that they're gonna they're trying to catch Washington. But it's I'm trying to say that with four games in hand from Washington, they're four points behind, and Washington is only three points themselves out mm-hmm. of out of the um, second wild card. So no this this is it, not bro. a very far battle no for Ottawa it. themselves. Yeah, no one's out of it. But the thing is, like. Yeah. You gotta jump teams. <laughs> it's not just exactly. the points, right? Yeah, like yeah. you could end the season and there's like a six way tiebreaker at this point. Like, yeah, exactly. And so it's it's making the East is turning out to be very exciting till like game eighty two of the season. Well, if you even look at like the past ten games played for a lot of them, like P- Pittsburgh's gone five and five. Um, Washington's been three and seven. Ottawa's six three and one. Uh, like there, there's some teams that are like. Yeah, and like, like playing themselves down and some on the up. And like right now, if, if we see you know if we see back to back wins for Ottawa against Detroit, um, you know if, if they come out with two in a row kind of thing, if they can do that, then do they leapfrog then? Then they're 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 leapfrog they're leapfrogging Washington, yeah, because they're going to be tied with uh, two games in hand still. Hmm. And we're then, on, we're and on then, a Western road trip now. Yeah, so we get Anaheim, which isn't a good thing apparently, because we outshot them by twenty and still lost. <laughs> um, Anaheim, and then I think. San Jose and someone else. Hopefully Carlson's gone by then. And then we're good. But, yeah. like, if I had to make... If, if I if I could make a bet on it and say who the two teams are going to be, I wouldn't put Washington. I wouldn't put Ottawa. I wouldn't put Detroit. And I wouldn't put the Islanders. And I wouldn't put the Penguins. So that leaves... Only... Florida, Buffalo. Florida to make the playoffs. Wow, Sufi. You I would have guessed that they wouldn't. You also like, Buffalo over Pittsburgh. 
Okay. The way Buffalo's playing right now. The only thing that's Buffalo, like, I think Buffalo's going to make the playoffs and get swept in the first round because they're goaltending, but yeah. I think they can hold this uh, offensive structure until they get there. The Penguins are a weird team. Like, they're in the same old and slow category as the Caps, but their goaltending is atrocious right now. Like, really, really bad. And Crosby, too, has been, like, slowing down recently, and it's because he's, there's so much weight in his shoulders. Like, he's doing everything to try to get them into the playoffs, but... He can only do so much at, at this age. Uh, so I think they'll trail off here in the same fashion that Washington is. The only reason I'm saying Florida is because I think of those teams, they're probably the deepest, at least offensively, and their defense is decent. But the Islanders without Barzell, I don't really see making a push here. So for me, they come out as well. So I, I think I think it'll come down to, honestly... The four teams left in that race with, like, five games left, I would probably say uh, Buffalo, Florida, Detroit, and Ottawa. Yeah. I think that Pens, Caps, Isles are going to be out of that race by five games left. It's not even close. I mean, Ottawa hasn't shown this season yet. That they can manage <coughs> it's just consistency. Consistent. Exactly. Yeah, that's, it's that's just about thing. being consistent. If, they can, if Ottawa can be consistent from now on until April, yeah. then we're looking at a, uh, we're looking at a pretty close race. you got to hit at least like a 2-1 yeah. ratio the rest of the way. Exactly. If you yeah. look at, um, I think, Ottawa's record since December or Christmas or something, um, I, I don't know exactly what it is, but it's like 20... Like ballpark twenty three, like twelve and four or something. Like the, since they yeah. went like two and thirteen or whatever it was at the beginning, <clears throat> they have been doing a close to two to one or getting points in, in overtime, whatever. Um, but they can't slow down. Yeah. Like there's literally and like the thing is, Ottawa's Achilles heel is defense, right? Yeah. And goaltending. So the thing, but the thing with Ottawa too is that they're not. Alone in that. Yeah. I mean, all these teams, whether you, you can go from Islanders, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Detroit, Florida, Washington, Ottawa, none mm-hmm. of them have been consistent yeah. all season long. Like, the, there's no consistency in any yeah, of those so, teams. But the thing is, Buffalo has been, Buffalo had one bad stretch. Yeah. Other than that, they've been really good. But the thing with Buffalo, the thing with the three, three teams that I mentioned with Ottawa in that Final Four race that's different is that the three other teams can score a 5-on-5 five five consistently, hmm. aside from Ottawa. So if, if they can if they can figure that out, at but Ottawa's power plays sick. <laughs> if they can figure that out at least somewhat going into the final twenty here, then they'll have a better chance. It's just yeah, it, it, yeah. It, 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 if they can be consistent, it's still a stretch, I think. Mm-hmm. But if they, if they squeeze in, and my uh, hot hot take is uh, correct, my division rankings, I get one thing correct, you know. And then they, <laughs> and then they get the, they get the pleasure of playing Boston in the first round. Yeah, I'm curious, but they can get swept. They're still getting swept to play Boston. Hey, Ottawa is up in the season series right now. Yeah, but Boston in the playoffs, you ready for that? <laughs> yeah. That was pre-Orlov Hathaway? Yeah. Well, I mean, last time the two teams met, they did yeah. uh, They did beat on Boston. Yeah. Was Boston and no one good? thought... No, no, they were not as good. You're nowhere near. But, <laughs> but, still. but they were still the higher seed. They were the Everyone higher seed. Everyone was like, yeah. oh, Ottawa's going to lose. No, 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 no. They were not the higher seed. They, they were the higher seed. No, Ottawa got home ice. Right? Am, or am I wrong here? Right. 2017, was, Ottawa, was Boston the higher seed? 27. Wait, which? Regardless, who cares? No one thought yeah. Ottawa was going to win. Yeah. Ever, and then there's the same thing with the Rangers. People were like, here I we go. Ottawa's I, going now. I, will, I think if it was the Rangers they had in the first round, I would actually be like, you know what? That's maybe an upset. Hmm. But if it's Boston, like, I'm. I, hey, I'm call, it, call it a Columbus story. You never know. <laughs> but that's a. That's a 
We'll, we'll see. It, we'll keep uh, an eye on. We'll keep an eye on. The, I mean, the East is the most interesting division. I mean, uh, conference and, um, and the West is McDavid. Yes, it is interesting though. Like people have been saying this for years. Like, oh, the, these older teams are going to fall off, but. This is like the first year where it's actually starting to happen. Like mm-hmm. last year, it was the eight teams done, over with by November. Mm-hmm. But now it's like Pittsburgh and Washington, probably the two oldest teams, yeah. are, are, teams. Are, are starting <laughs> to fall. And then exactly what people said, those three teams, Ottawa, uh, Detroit, and Buffalo, with the young talent starting to push. Mm-hmm. And sure, m- maybe those two teams still make it in Washington and Pittsburgh. It's still possible. I imagine. But After all it's it's getting close like they're right around the yeah. same sort of area i mean if, see, apart from see the atlantic hasn't shifted in a number of years now apart from this year where uh, yeah. even this year is not shifted apart from buffalo's a bit more competitive so they're fighting for a wild card but it's yeah. still boston toronto tampa and whatever order you put them um the metro is where you've, we've seen a decent chunk of change bro know? okay so here's the thing right with washington and pittsburgh is this is probably the most important year for them because this is where you see if you can compete at all in the Crosby Ovechkin era. Wait, like, UC isn't. He's in the Central. For the rest of the last five years. We're going to move past that. That was a good Soros joke. There's like five years left, to, or like maybe three to five, four years left of this era with Crosby Ovechkin. Maybe less for Crosby, honestly, because injuries and concussions or whatever. Yeah. So this is where you have to like assess the situation, retool, come back, and get younger for next year. You can't be the two oldest teams going into next year. Yeah. You got to surround... You got to do what Boston did. Surround uh, Ovechkin Crosby with way younger talent and go from there. Yeah. But um, they still have the pieces. It's just... You can't have guys like Jeff Carter and Lars Ello on your team if you want to compete with an old team. This is true. Um, It's pretty true. But yeah. All right, let's talk about Toronto. The Leafs... um, do they play? Yeah, the Leafs have won three in a row. So they've Flex. played three games actually themselves since uh, we recorded last. They played yeah. Buffalo, mm-hmm. they played Minnesota, and then last night they played Seattle. Um, so they won all three. So the Buffalo Buffalo game is where Ryder... I mean, well, no, Ryder, the Buffalo game was before. Yeah, we, last recording. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about that. So, so yeah, the Buffalo game. So they played the two. They won both. Um, Will they play before And it was Seattle? two kind of different... Two, uh, two kind of different games. They played Seattle last night and they won 5-1. Before that, they played Minnesota. They won oh, yeah. 2-1. So, the 2-1 victory against Minnesota, one of those grind-out victories in overtime, you know, very um, um, very close and very, um, I guess, defensive game in a way. Um, so, that was a good one to see them pull through on. And then against Seattle last night was they just dominated for most of the game. Um, you know, Seattle came on and scored a quick goal. And then Samsonov was great after that. Like, he had a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, made some great saves. And Toronto was just on it. Like, first period, they could have been a 5-1 itself in the first period. Um, but, yeah, so they've been playing good. It's There's not much more to say about them. Samsonov's <laughs> a weird goalie, bro. Yeah, apart like, from the goaltending, it's like the team is juggling. He's not even that because like, he's playing great right now. And, like, the thing is, in the Minnesota game, do you see what happened in, like, the first minute? Some guy mm-hmm. shot it from, like, center ice and it hit the post. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. And then he, they want to win. <laughs> and, like, and then you'll have, like, the bad game against Chicago. Like, yeah. it's so weird that he has the stats that he has. Inconsistent. But, yeah. yeah. But he's he's putting in work. He's putting in the work. And he's doing he's doing well. I mean, I, I, but, I, I uh, do want to see more. Like, I understand why 
Keith is just running with Samson right now. Like he's got to get his games and he's got to mm-hmm. be mentally strong and ready for the playoffs because he's he's most definitely the starting guy in the playoffs. But I want to see more out of Wall because uh, I think I actually legitimately think he's a good goaltender. Um, he has a good AHL stats. He has good AHL stats. He's had good games with the Leafs in the mm-hmm. limited exposure he's gone in. I want to see a bit more of him and see what what he really has. Like. I, mm-hmm. I feel like, I feel like this is an NHL ready guy who can come in and take some games. Yeah, I mean you're gonna need it with Murray being exactly. Retired. Yeah, so right now, I mean he's gonna get a game. I think I think these have a back to back this week, so he's gonna get a game against Calgary, I believe. I think it's mm-hmm. Edmonton, Calgary. They're on a road trip against. So they have Edmonton mm-hmm. Wednesday, Calgary Thursday. So Samsonov probably against Edmonton and Wall probably plays Calgary. <laughs> Samsonov against Edmonton. That's yes. gonna be fun. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Wait, when's that after. game? That's on Wednesday. I gotta see that, bro. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, Toronto Edmonton is, is always that, a fun game. Is that in Edmonton? In Edmonton. Yeah, I'm not watching the Caps at Anaheim game then. Yeah, it's, that's that always game. a fun game. Yeah. So I'm gonna be definitely watching that game because I love watching Toronto Edmonton. Mm-hmm. And Toronto generally gets the better of them. So let's see what happens this time around. I'll come watch that with you. Yeah, sure. All right, cool. We can watch that together. Um, Sorry, Evan, you're not invited. Evan, you are also invited. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a 10 p.m. game, I probably assume, right? So. Oh, probably nine or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It must be nine. Yeah. Okay. Uh. Oh, that'll be funny. Campbell, Samsonov. Yeah, the first Ooh. matchup between Campbell and the Leafs. And, um, For your first matchup between yeah. McDavid and then like the 15th best player in the league, Matthews. Um, See, Tor- Toronto has not lost to Edmonton in a while, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, no, there was one... Edmonton won that one game. Um, but like in the last three, four years, like they, they play twice a year. Toronto usually wins both of them. So I'm interested mm-hmm. to see what happens this year. Every year it's like, well, what's going to... Even, even in the year where we had the, the bubble year, where it was the All-Canadian division, I don't think Edmonton beat Toronto. And if they did, I it was one know. game. Maybe it was close. I think, I think they had nine games. Yeah, because, wait, yeah. did Toronto win that division? Yes. Okay, yeah, then it was close. Because Edmonton just beat up on Montreal and Ottawa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a fun game. It's always fun to watch McKay mm-hmm. versus Matthews as well. But yeah, but anyway, we should probably. I'm get a into... big uh, Kachuk versus Larkin guy, personally. <laughs> oh, is that the head to head? No, that's a whitewash. So, um, we should probably get to the uh, the next big trade that's happened. Is that next? <laughs> which is Timo Meyer, which uh, I guess. Bro, get that up. That's a lot of. People. We got full details, what, last night? Yeah. Yeah, last night we got the full details. So. Before you say anything, quote. From Nick St. Denis, friend of the show. It's probably easier if you tell us who's not in the trade than who is in the trade. Because there is a ton of pieces. They swapped yes. AHL teams. Yeah. They literally. So, okay. It's going to be it's gonna be a mouthful, but I guess. Um, oh, yeah. Because they're all like European players. Yes. I will put this up uh, on the screen for you guys. But um, you will? essentially, we have Timo Meyer to the New Jersey Devils. The, uh, the uh, Sharks retain 50% of his salary. And in addition to Timo Meyer. We have Scott Harrington, Santeri Hataka, <laughs> Timor Ibragimov, Ibragimov, Zach Emmond, and a fifth round draft selection for 2024. Okay. That's going to New Jersey. And going back to San Jose, Fabian Zetterland, Andreas Janssen. Andreas Janssen. Leafs legend. <laughs> Nikita Okotik. Okotik. Shakir Mahamadulin. Mohamedoulin. Oh, he's he's a good player. Yeah, first round 2023-2024 conditional first round and 2024 mm-hmm. seventh round. That uh the guy's name that was long, Mohamedoulin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, 
We'll figure that out at some point. We're not uh, announcers. He's he's the prospect in that trade. That's the big one. Yeah. Because he was a first-rounder. Um, so I believe um, Sufi mentioned yesterday that injuries were a big part to play yeah. in why this dropped so late in terms yeah. of details. Yeah, that, that was a big thing. I think oh, it might have been Holtz that was in the trade because I think he's injured, um, which would have been like the bigger prospect. It probably would have yeah. been less players involved if that was happened. Um, regardless... You guys have mentioned to me in the past that, like, or in the past about an hour ago, that uh, skill players getting traded uh, isn't always a successful thing, right? For me, the reason Timo Meyer is different. It's because you like him a lot. Sure, um, but this is this is a it's a different kind of player, right? Like, this is a this is a guy that's on pace for like what three hundred hits while also being. A straight up shooter, um, while putting up uh, really good offensive stats and being one of the best defensive wingers in the league, so he's built for playoffs. Like this is a guy that's built for playoffs. <laughs> and like he he brings so much more to the game than just like his goal scoring abilities and playmaking abilities. That I think that there's like not much that can go wrong here. Like, you just got to find the chemistry on the line, but, like, they have a little bit of time to figure that out, and then come playoff time, he's going to be, like, one of their best players regardless, because individually, as a player, he's he brings something to the, uh, the Devils that they don't have, which is size and skill to go with it, right? Yeah. Uh, so he fits perfectly. Like Dougie Hamilton? Huh? So they don't have size and skill in a player. Boom. Size in the... Get him off the podcast. Size in the form of, like, being able to hit. Dougie Hamilton doesn't really use his body that much. He uses that long stick. And also, this is a different position. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just calling it as I heard it. Because, like, if you... like On paper, Hughes-Meyer seems like a dream pairing, right? Yeah. Whether that works or or not. Or sure and Meyer, because they're both from Switzerland. Yeah, that could work, too. The thing is, like... They probably me, played together before. Yeah, for me, like, like Hughes isn't horrible defensively, but like, I think it, it gives him a little more freedom too. Like someone that's responsible and has the ability to finish too, um, and it gives you the ability to like put uh, like Brat and Hughes together, and then Hughes Meyer, or like the other way around, put uh, Brat Hughes because they already have chemistry, and then Meyer and Hughes. Uh, and the thing is, like, the supporting players in that would be. Uh, Sharangovich. Uh Palat. Mercer. Mercer. Like, that's a freaking good top six. And that power play also, insane. With Dougie Hamilton, the way he's playing too. The big guy with skill. Um, it's going to be... That's a that's a really freaking good team. And I like... They're also very young and have 35 million cap space next year. So, I if Meyer ends up playing well there, he has a friend there in Heischer. I'm assuming they're friends. I don't know. Mm-hmm. They're both from Switzerland. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, nice job, Evan. Uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if he resigns there. I think they can give him the money that he wants. So. Yeah, I mean, if it, if he's not just a rental and he he goes in and actually stays long term or a decent chunk more, um, I don't even think that's him. bad if it is a rental, bro. Like it's for, not what, bad they, for yeah. what they gave up compared to other teams yeah. for other players, like it is. It's a good trade. Yeah, good trade. So I mean, I obviously, who... this makes the Devils better, and they're clearly loading up to make a run in the playoffs. It's weird that like they just haven't slowed down. Yeah. Like, they had, like, a maybe, like, a 10-game stretch, like, somewhere in November that was, like, oh, they're falling off, and then they've been insane. Yeah. And uh, only thing is maybe goaltending, 
is a, a question mark in the sense that there's lack of experience. But they're both playing well. Like, or Vanacek's playing well, not Blackwood. Um, so you can go into the playoffs with Vanacek and be like, okay, like maybe he's not experienced or whatever, but honestly, so the rest of the team isn't either. And they have, that's why that Palat signing was very, like, great for them because he's a little bit older. He's still got skill and can play in that top six, but he has Stanley Cup experience. Yeah. Right? Before our stack game, we're going to go over our picks for uh, this upcoming week, brought to you by Betstamp. So I have a couple for you. Uh, I have one team on one player one. Uh, so far, 0 for 2, so you, you can listen to me if you want, but I have made money sports betting, so eventually it's going to work, I promise. So uh, looking at Betstamp, I'm looking at the best odds possible on the app. So uh, on Tuesday, February 28th, I'm looking at the over six and a half. Last time I said over when it was six and a half, bumped up to seven and a half the day of, unfortunately. But as of recent, Columbus has been playing very well and scoring lots of goals. But so has Buffalo, and that's who they're playing in Buffalo. So I could see that being some something like a 6-3, 6-4 game, uh, maybe like a 5-2, 5-3 game still. But that would easily clear the over of 6.5. So I'm going to go the over of the Columbus-Buffalo game. Currently it is uh, minus 129 on Pinnacle, but they will be updating uh, when different uh, apps will have their new odds out. So be sure to download the Betstamp app with the code DIEHARDS uh, and you will help us out and it'll help you out by getting you the best odds possible to win the most money possible while you are sports betting. And then my player one that I'm going to do is on March 1st, uh, the New New Jersey Devils will be playing Colorado in Colorado. That'll probably be Timo Meyer's first game as a Devil. And as you've seen recently, big players, once they get traded, Bo Horvat uh, being one, uh, Vladimir Tarasenko being another, in their first games, they always want to prove something. People are going to be feeding them a little bit more. I could easily see Timo Meyer getting like a power play goal or something. So I'm saying anytime goal scorer, Timo Meyer for that game. Omar. Go Sufi first. Sufi, sorry. Uh, What are you looking at? I'm going to say. We're going to say Kings, Peg, and Who? I'm going to choose the Kings. Uh, it's in Winnipeg, and uh, Kings look to be the underdog for that game, so I will uh, go for them, but yeah, I, I mean, like right now it's a plus 118, so anything around that would be insane value, because the Kings are playing well. Winnipeg's been kind of shaky lately, so I will uh, go with that. And then for my player pop, pop, pop. Play a pop. I'll play a pop. I will go, we will go, I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I was going to do Horvat again for assists, not happening again. I will go to the Florida-Tampa game and we'll do a point for Tanner Janot. Oh. Just to silence the haters on that, on that return. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's hope he plays. And we will get into that trade after yeah. our stack game. So for me, I'm going to go into the Florida-Tampa Bay game. So I have well. a couple of, huh? I have a couple of thoughts uh, on this one. So Whoa, a couple? A couple of thoughts. So one thing, using uh, you know best times odds at the moment anyway, um, you know, 
Tampa Bay is at a mi uh, minus 154 through Batano, so I would do Tampa Bay to win. I would do Tampa Bay to win um, with the through bet step at Batano. And the other thing is I would go the over on this game because I think both teams have been scoring a lot and also letting in a lot lately. Tampa's had a few 10-plus goal games in the last few ones. They had a 6-5 against Buffalo. They had last yesterday's or the day before 7-2 seven, seven, against Pittsburgh. They, when mm, they lost, that's not 10. Um, close, close, close. Tennis, <laughs> yeah. Tennis. So they've had, they had a 6-0 at some point against, um, was it Detroit? I don't know. But in the last week or so, they've had some high-scoring games. So I'm going to go, I'm going to put the over on that one too. And for my player, um, I'm going to tap into the uh, Ottawa-Detroit game. Okay, I thought you were going to say, the Leafs game. <laughs> the Leafs are playing. Tonight, no, I know. So. I thought you were just going to pick the next no. one. Um, so I'm going to tap into the Ottawa-Detroit game, um, and I'm going to go for a a point for um, Giroud. Nice. I was going to tell you were going to say Larkin. I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking personally, this could just be a bonus one, it's two huge games for Ottawa against a division rival that they're trying to get past, or tie, I guess. Um, if anyone is going to go crazy, it's Brady Kachuk. He is... Regardless if he scores or not, I think he probably will get a, at least a couple points over these games. He's going to be hitting. I I would be not surprised if he gets in a fight at least one of the games. Uh, he's going to be doing everything he can to bring everyone to the fight and uh, easily see him doing the over on points. I hope he doesn't fight if they want to win the game. No, I'm just saying if Ottawa's down like two goals or something in the second period, I could Austin totally Watson. see him going for Ben Sherratt. That what a trade-off. Oh, God. That'd be, yeah, that's a great take off their worst defenseman. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Bat Stamp, for uh, sponsoring this episode. Breaking news on Twitter right now. The Toronto Maple Leafs have made a trade with the Chicago Blackhawks. Sufi? Yes? Bring up the trade. Let the people know. Okay. <clears throat> it is... Uh, to the Maple Leafs, Jake McCabe, Sam Lafferty, a conditional fifth-round pick in 2024, and a conditional fifth-round pick in 2025 uh, for a conditional 2025 first, a 2026 second, Joey Anderson, and Pavel Gogolev. Gogolev. 50% retained on Jake McCabe, so he's making two mil. Alrighty, we got a fresh new trade for the Maple Leafs, so Kyle Dubas is definitely oh. all in. Retained two mil, and he's signed for three more years. What? Oh. Yeah. So he's got three times two. Dang, that's a good trade. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, that's the big right-handed defenseman that's not that he's old. He's left. Oh, he's left? Yeah. Oh, I swear someone told him. Anyways. Yeah, he's a little LD, but he can play on the right side, apparently. Yeah, so... Um, Lafferty's, a, Lafferty's a think a right-handed forward. That's uh, The Leafs are doing all they can to get past the first round here. Because if, if, if they don't, they're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> Dubas is literally like, I'm done here if I don't make it, so let me just get rid of all my assets for the yeah, next yeah. three, <laughs> which true. is exactly what I said. Thing is now, if they do make it past like the first round, get past the second round, get to the third round, and they lose, then you're like, you know, what exactly uh, do we do now? Because Dubas is probably not going to get fired at that point. And he's just like, damn. I mean, he's he's putting them in a position to fight hard in that first round. I mean, they, this is another, the top four D that they needed. That, I don't, bro, forget that. That's a sick part of the trade, obviously. Sam Lafferty in your bottom six is at least a player that we know. Yes. So now you have 
Lafferty and Achari in those trades is great work by Dubas. Yeah, and then if O'Reilly shifts down there too, then we have O'Reilly at forward. O'Reilly, Lafferty, and uh, Achari in the bottom six potentially. Uh, I mean, O'Reilly may not shift down. I was gonna say because yeah. I mean, like then then you have a bottom six forward in your in your. Uh, in your uh, top in six. In your top six. Like, yeah, because like, then Yarn like Krog uh, or Yarn Krog or, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, to me, O'Reilly. You're so loud. Sufi decided to take out gum right in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> O'Reilly is a middle six forward to me, right? Now. Yes. So, regardless, like, it gives you, like, there's, it's not like other teams don't have uh, bottom six forwards in their top six. Like, the thing is, like, Toronto has four first liners, so it doesn't really matter. And then Bunting is like borderline a bottom six player now. He just plays really well in the top six. Yeah. Um, regardless, more players that we know that have some sort of name on their team. Yeah. Right. See you, Aston Race. <laughs> we've done. We've done our. We've done our upgrade. So, bottom six has seen a couple of upgrades. Um, O'Reilly coming in mm. has helped the top six at the moment, anyway. Um, and we'll see where. He where it all irons out and where he Wait ends a second. up come playoff time, and we have an addition of a top four defenseman, which obviously I think all Leafs fans and all hockey people would tell you that the Leafs have needed for a long time coming. Where the hell is the cap space coming from? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> well, I know Muzzin's done, Muzzin's done. done. Yeah, so Murray wasn't on LTIR. Murray was on LTIR. Is he on LTIR? Yeah, Murray was on LTIR. Damn. So I guess they're riding that till the playoffs. Or he's just not coming back. Yeah, chances. So now the only questionable thing we still have is goaltending. <laughs> Unfortunately, a big part. This puts you. This puts you like in striking distance of Tampa minus goaltending. Yeah. Because the goaltending is significantly better. Yeah. But it's possible. This is like honestly. They're gonna trade for like James Reimer or something. Yeah. <laughs> honestly, at this point, like. For me, this is a better team than last year, on paper. Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, now I call it, yeah. So, it could be enough to get them over the hump. Thing is, Tampa also got better-ish. Mm. I mean, they traded everything for him, but <laughs> they did what Tampa does, and that's trade for a third liner that everyone was like, why are you trading your assets for him? Yeah. And then we'll see what happens. He was, uh, Jeannot was really good last year, but he had a 19% shooting percentage. And uh, now he has 14 points this year. But apparently to Tampa, he was still worth quite a lot. And we saw what Nick Paul did last year. <laughs> Nick Paul on the Sens? I feel like you even realized this at one point. He like he just didn't have a scoring touch, but he was big. He was a good skater. He had like really good hands and puck, protect, mm -hmm. puck protection. Um, so, I mean, putting it on a line with like Steven Stamkos instead of like He's one of the um, best third line centers. Chris right. Tierney, yeah, that, gonna make it better. The, the Tampa's third line is really good. It's Col shocker. Ross Colton, uh, Nick Paul, and then Tanner Janot on the on the right. That is sick. That's annoying. And that and bro, and that's like no sense. And that's after they lose Palat and Gord, right? Yeah. So or the Gord they lost a couple years ago, but and then the, like the thing is, their first line is still uh, I think it's uh, Hagel, Point Kucherov. Uh, second line is Kalorn, uh, Stamco, Sorelli. Like that team is still loaded, and they still honestly have more depth than the Leafs. Hmm. Right? 
<laughs> on defense. That didn't sound very confident. <laughs> <laughs> on, <laughs> do on, they? On defense, it's pretty much the same situation. The the one thing for that's going for Toronto in that case is that Hedman is playing really not good this year compared to hmm. past years. The standard was really high, so him any drop off is like yeah, like foreseen. Like he's getting up there in age. Um, but still, the rest of their defense is really good. Like you have uh, Sergeyev, Chernak, uh, that pre-mix guy has been really good, um, and then Vasilevsky in that. So man, honestly, this is they're kind of close now. Here, we'll see what happens. The big guys got to perform still. That's the thing. Yeah, the big guys. There, there's perform. no room to be quiet. Yeah, you got to have Matthews, Marner, Tavares, and Nylander putting up numbers in the playoffs. Otherwise, yeah. it's not going anywhere. Yeah, no, this is true. Right. It still rests on those four guys, regardless. Dubas has done everything to surround him them as best as they can, though. Yeah. Right. Minus goaltending, but we'll yeah, see what happens. Goaltending is a question still, but yeah, that is what it is. All right, so yeah, big trade. Leafs getting better, no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. With this trade, um, with both pieces coming in, Lafferty and McCabe. Um, yeah, I guess we're good to go on. Um, stats game. On the stats game. Stat game. All right, so I will be hosting the stat game this week. And I pick something that you could definitely get some, but it's going to be pretty difficult. So I'll, I'll give you a, no, I'll say five strikes and then maybe you'll be able to do it. Maybe, probably not. We'll see. Um, so what I picked is as of right now at 152 or sorry, 142 Eastern time on what day is it? February 27th. Who in the NHL currently has the top 10 best plus minuses? Oh my god. So there is a three way tie for ninth. So there is 11 players in this. The stat Be that, smart. <laughs> the uh, stat that means nothing. The stat that means nothing. <laughs> but I feel like if you think about this. Um, you know what's funny? In an intelligent way. I did. Uh, you can do this. I did a sporacle and it had plus minus on it for this year. Yeah. I can't remember anything. <laughs> I want to say... All the Boston Bruins. That Ryan O'Reilly is on a mi- minus. So? Why did you bring minuses. this up? But, uh, what's the... Sorry, what's the stat we're guessing? Highest the best plus, plus minuses. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were guessing the worst plus. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> no. If it was worse, it would be easier. Batherson. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone from mine or your team is on there. For, no, there wouldn't be. I mean, Maybe and I will be pushing you for guesses uh, if you are taking too long. Okay, so Bergeron. Let's start off with the uh, one of Bergeron, Marshawn. Let's just do Bergeron. 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 Bergeron is number six at plus twenty-eight. Okay. Okay. Um, Thing with McAvoy and Marshawn is that they were injured. Yes. Pasternak. I see Pasternak on there. Bergeron's on there. Pasternak. Let's guess. He is also tied for sixth. Okay. Yeah. Sick. Uh, okay, that gets the ball. Uh, Let's get one strike out of the way. Let's say McAvoy because I mean, we may as well go Bruins. Sure, McAvoy. McAvoy is number not on the list. Okay. He's number 12. That's crazy. <laughs> you, wow. you missed like two months. Yeah. You want me to tell you? So he's number 12 at plus 26. He's plus 26. So between 6th and 12th, oh, it's only two. Hampus Lindholm. All right. He's on there. Hampus Lindholm. Hampus Lindholm is number one. With Woo-hoo! plus 38. That's cool. So what did Bergeron and Pasternak have? 28. What is it? Is it? Okay. This is named Bruins. Brandon Carlo. Brandon Carlo. Yeah. He's tied for 12th. 
Oh, oh that's strike two. <laughs> okay, so do you, uh, we probably shouldn't get Marshawn. Guess Marshawn. We probably should. I don't know. <laughs> we'll save Marshawn. Yeah, let's save Marshawn. Krejci, you could be on there. Krejci could be on there. Let's save. Let's save the Bruins for now. Okay. What's another good team? Carolina. Carolina would be. Aho, Aho was injured. Even Rangers could have a couple. Rangers, Rangers have been, haven't been as good lately, and there are a lot of power play. So How about uh, plus? Vegas have any? How about Mark Stone? No. No. I don't know how many Western Conference yeah. teams will be on here. The only thing I can think of is like Dallas, maybe Robertson, Pavelski. Yeah, true. Hints. Let's. Go, I would say let's go Robertson. Sure, Robertson. Jason Robertson has a plus twenty-four. So no, he should be. No, he should be seventeen. Oh, yeah. that's the big. That's a big draw because six tied for six. Where Brojar passing out, they had 28. So he has 24, and he's 17. There's mad ties. Yeah. Grizzlick? Let's just go Bruins. Krejci. Krejci. No. What okay, so have? we're at four strikes. <laughs> uh, he's not even on the top 25. Okay, we're at four strikes. Grizzlick. You still want to stick with Bruins? No. Tampa? <sighs> Power play. Yeah. Maybe we go Carolina. I think Carolina's the next best bet after after What was the Boston. team? That, ooh, Devils. Who won the Devils? I'm not guessing like Hishi and these guys. I could go like, uh, maybe not Hamilton. Watch it be Hamilton. Let's no one, go. No one on the Panthers. No, bro, really? No one on... They're letting too many goals. Yeah, no one on uh, Panthers. I think it's Carolina. Let's go... Let's go... Uh, oh. Do you think Marner? Maybe. You want to you want to make that your guess? Are we at four strikes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are we living and dying on the Leafs? Is this I mean, us dying in the first round? <laughs> Marner has a lot of points, and he's not really on for that many goals against. And what about power play? He's on the power play a lot. Every power play, any penalty. And kills. you know what power play means? You don't get a plus. Yeah, but he's on. The, sure, he's on the power play, but like, <laughs> why did you bring it up? Oh crap! If Carlson didn't play on San Jose, I would say him because even strength points. Yeah, McDavid. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't he be on there? Actually, I don't think he's on there. Try saddles on minus. I'm pretty sure. So, I ah uh, maybe not. I feel like I'm not gonna get Josh That's no, no, McDavid, no, no. He's definitely on power play a lot. McDavid, I McDavid should be a plus for any up there. We can. All right, I'm gonna push you for an answer, guys. Okay, why don't we say Marner? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Marner. No. <laughs> okay, you can free willingly guess, or <laughs> I can give you some. Let's let's clues. just guess here. That was that was a quick fire. Let's go Grizzlick. Well, we're gonna guess one each. Yeah, fine. Grizzlick. He's number two. Oh, <laughs> Grizzlick was on there. <laughs> Wow. Alright. So what do you want to do? Should we go more Boston players? Hall. No. Ugh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Marshawn. Uh no. He is in the top seventeen. He's tied okay. for seventeen. Right. Ghost loops. Uh Stam Coach. No. Uh Point. No. Oh. No. How about McDavid? No. Slavin. I uh, checked McDavid, he's a plus nine. Slavin. Uh, Pesci. No. Hey, how about... Uh... Nah, he Do you want a hint? 
Kopelski. No, Pavelski's a yes. He's at five. Let's go. Hints. No. I think we're asking for hints. Oh, hints? <laughs> I can give you hints. Oh, no. Uh, wait, what do we have? You have number one, Hampus Lindholm. Number two, Matt Grizzlick. Uh, you have number five, Joe Pavelski. You have number six, and another number six with Pasternak and Bergeron. And that's it. So you are missing number two, four, one of the sixes, nine, nine, and nine. That's solid, like, who's some, who are some solid, like, hey, third line guys? No. Solid what? Giordano. No. <laughs> Giordano's actually 17th. Oh, wow. Okay. Do we say Matthews? No. Matthews? 17. Tavares? Nah, nah. Nylander? No, Nylander. Nah, nah. He wouldn't be. Nylander? No. Not that, that high. Bunting? <laughs> Bunting's actually the best plus minus of any Leaf player. Was he Him and Liljegren, 26. Liljegren. Wow, Liljegren. 26, wow. But they're not... 26 isn't even in top 10. Tied for 12th. Oh, my God. Is there any more Bruins on this list? Uh, no. Makar? Okay, no. you're done with Boston. They had four players. McCarr, McCarr. No, no, no. McCarr's been injured. You have... <gasps> you have one, two, three, four, five more East players and one West player. Fox. No. Any neat Rangers? Yes. Panarin? No. Spinajad? No. Kreider? No. The heck? Lindgren? Yes. No way. At, at number <laughs> tied for nine, twenty-seven. The poor guy who got destroyed yesterday. Yeah, bro, you got murdered. Yeah. Now you're oh, missing awesome. that was a great hit, four oh, players. Bro, you railed them. You're missing four players from one team in the East. Four, one team. Yep, and you're missing one guy from a West team. Devils. Yep. Hughes. Nope. He sure. Yep. Tied for ninth. Damn it. He said he sure at one point. No, he said not. I, he said sure. I know. You he said sure. no. Yeah. You said he sure like the name, and I was like hmm. Hamilton. No. Uh, Severson. No. Uh, Marino. Nope. Not Meyer now. Meyer. Brat. Nope. How many players on this team? More uh, than that. Palat. Nope. Cherengovich. Nope. Hughes. You already said Hughes. Yeah. Hughes? No. Huh. Who else is there? At least three more people. Are they defensemen? Uh, two of them are. Siegenthaler. Yep. Tie for nine. Mercer? Nope. He's not a defenseman. No, no, but you said two defensemen. Yeah. Who the heck? Is... Bro, Siegenthaler, Hamilton, Marino, Severson. Who are their other two defensemen? What the heck? I can't remember. Uh, Who's the West? Central? Mm-hmm. Winnipeg? Nope. Minnesota? Nope. Dallas? Yep. Lindell. Yep. Nice. Okay. This is very easy for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after the hints. After many guesses. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we have one more now. Uh, well, one guy on New Jersey. I can't think of their bottom. Two guys on New bottom, Jersey. One forward. I can't think of their bottom six forwards. I can't think of their bottom. Is two it even D. a bottom six forward? It's a middle six. Middle six forward. Tatar? Yep. No way. Tied, er, tied, for, tied for second plus 36. Oh. I forgot he was on that team. That team's insane. 
Well, I don't know who's a who defenseman. Who the hell is a defenseman? Then. I have no idea what the defenseman Give me is. his first letter. How this? I was going to do a different stat game, but I don't know if it counted as a stat. I was just going to see who could name more people named Ryan in the NHL. Graves. Yeah. Oh, okay. But I decided not to go with that. Cause I, I forgot he was. That would have been a fun game, too. Yeah. I forgot he was uh, on that. That t- defense is great. So, yeah, uh, it's only Devils, Boston, Dallas, and then one Ranger. And it was so, barely. If McAvoy and Carlo are plus one the next game and Lindgren's a minus one, then it's. I mean. Essentially, with, a, with ties at ninth. Lindgren isn't going to be a minus one. Six Boston players, four Devils players, and then two Dallas players. Well, he did pretty well. I did say Grizzlick, and then I didn't say Grizzlick. Lindholm, I knew, was first. So, you know what? We did well. I did well. Yeah. Once we were doing the... Marner. Disgusting. (laughs) Hey, he could have been. Where was he? He wasn't even in the top. No. Oh, he wasn't in the top. There there was Matthews, Giordano, Liljegren, Bunting... Nope. Damn. A lot of power play points, as I said. Yeah. And someone didn't listen. All right. Damn. Well, we can get. Grizzlick to... was my first guess after Marner. Damn. We should. We should just said him. Yeah, you said Grizzlick, and then we thought. Well, he goes you. Marner. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that it was Lindgren. I knew it was going to be someone like that after we didn't get uh, those other two. Well, we can talk about the last big trade we're going to bring up this episode. Is it really Tanner big? or Tyler, according to Omar? Uh, Janot has been traded yeah. to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, so this was a, I believe, a later trade yesterday. Yeah. Um, and it, it is a huge return for Nashville. It's, it seems like Tampa just wanted that perfect third liner yeah. and was willing to give up anything and everything just to get him. Uh, so they just kept... Throwing more things in, and uh, what a nice treat for Barry Trotz to come into. Uh, oh, which is another b- piece of big oh, news yeah. that Dave Poyle is going to be retiring, and Barry Trotz is going to be taking over as the GM yeah, of the Nashville Predators. Random. Uh, yeah, but random. Poyle went out with a bang with the trade that Omar is going to tell you the details of. So, to the Tampa Bay Lightning is Tanner Genot, and to the Nashville Predators is Cal Foote. And five draft picks. Lightning's first round pick in 2025, which is top 10 protected. Second round pick in 2024. Third, fourth, and fifth round picks in 2023. Yeah, that's the trade. So that's five draft picks plus... Um, Calfoot. Calfoot. Calfoot's in, not good. Uh, yeah, so Calfoot plus five yeah. draft picks to the Nashville Predators in exchange for third liner Tanner Original. I mean, you have to think about the other trade that Nashville made, too, that we haven't talked about at all. Need a writer to Winnipeg for a mm-hmm. second. What? Oh, yeah, you didn't even know that. <laughs> when did this happen? Yesterday. The other day. A couple days ago. A couple days ago. Yeah. What? Yeah. You're lying. No. I saw it. I, well, I, I that's such a random person. To I, read nothing, I read nothing about it, but I saw it. Was, it, come it, was, it was just, I, I assume there might be salary retained, but I know it was second round. So that, that official trade will, I'll tell you. So Jets acquire Nino Niederreiter from the Nashville Predators in exchange for a second-round pick in 2024. Okay. That's a pretty good deal compared to some of these other trades, yeah. honestly. Comparatively, yes. I mean, Niederreiter only got a second, where Janot got 18 draft picks. That's like when you're on Chell and you're like trying to put a trade through. Yeah, you're just like, Keep I need to have picks. this work. <laughs> I mean, okay, like I could critique the Lightning, but at the end of the day, Janot might be the reason that they beat Toronto. 
like it was like Nick Paul last year. Game seven. Yeah, game seven. And then Hagel's come in and end up on their first line after everyone was like, why the heck are they trading a high pick for him? Yeah. So on face value, it is odd. And everyone, including other NHL GMs, is like, why? Um, but I, I've stopped asking that question about the lighting. And just essentially, if this doesn't work, it doesn't really matter because next year they'll be back in the exact same position with this team. Thing is, all the all the players that they do trade for are young and fast, and they can have them for years to come. So it is what it is. I'm not gonna be too hard on the Lightning for this, though. It is just interesting that like they're the only team that really uses this philosophy, um, where everyone else. Well, they is didn't like, before. Eisman yeah. was just like, "Here's a conditional seventh. Give me a good player." Yeah, where but Eisman's gone now, right? Yeah, yeah. So Breeze Bois. Yeah, so. Maybe this is the way you you win, and other teams just haven't figured that out. Just getting the ideal player, no matter what the cost is. Exactly. Yeah. And in this case, it probably wasn't even the cost. And then being in Florida, <laughs> not having to pay people as much, there's yeah. no state tax. Yeah. Yeah. Which even like that's why they have like all their star players, and now they have a supporting cast of guys that are getting paid like two or three mil for the next eighteen years, and are just like the perfect players to fit on that team. Because now their fourth line is what? Maroon, Belmar, and Perry. Which has worked in the playoffs, even if it's not that great of a line. They can just roll three lines and then stick them in every now, and, every now and again. Um, so this is great for Nashville. For Tampa, it is what they wanted. So it is what it is. Mm-hmm. And the Jets for Niederreiter is perfect for them because they needed depth scoring. Yeah. So hiding a guy that's technically a second liner is more than depth scoring. So yeah. good for them. I would like to see them out on defense a little bit to give uh, Hellebuck a little less tension. Otherwise, <laughs> he's going to be worn out by playoffs. Yeah. Which is it's kind of showing now. After the Islanders game where it was like close, 2-1 game, and then he gets the wheels beat I mean, off. Winnipeg's by, falling off a little bit, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And then the next game he gets his wheels beat off by Colorado. Mm. It's going to be tough for him if they continue not having defensemen. That are good at defense, and just have Morrissey getting a ton of secondary assists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there was also, I believe, Kravstov to the Canucks. Yeah, which I think is an interesting one. Like, um, yeah. they got rid of who recently? Didn't they make another trade? Yeah, they got rid of uh, thing Besser. No, that was before. Besser is still there. Sorry, Horvat. Horvat. Yeah, Horvat. Wow, I can't believe I forgot that. Uh, and then so. Yeah. Getting another guy, probably similar-ish to Beauvillier, like a smaller, middle-twenties guy with a bit of skill. Um, he hasn't really done anything. No, I know, but I feel like in Vancouver, it's put him on a line to... next to Pedersen, he'll get a couple apples for you. He was not motivated for a while, considering he asked for a trade like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe him and like Kuzmenko. Yeah, maybe they know each other. Yeah. Same age, Russian. Yeah. Are they the same age? I don't know. I, I don't assume. Know. Probably around. Something like that. Because Mexico is like 23, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Kravstov's been around for a little bit now, so mm-hmm. like 22. Uh, interesting deals. It's going to be... The thing is, it's saving... Besides Meyer and Horvat, it's saving the really, really, really big trades for Friday. Or whenever March 3rd is Friday. Yeah. Um. So we may get a... Well, we're definitely getting a chicken, chicken trade. No matter what it is, he's getting traded. Because yeah. at this point, it's been like two years. He's been out of the lineup for like three weeks now. Yeah. He's going somewhere. Yeah. 
Um, which I'm hoping for Arizona, they're not like playing themselves out of getting more value for him. Like other teams are just going to get other players now. Like, yeah, they've given up on him, and now they're just waiting. Maybe now they're going to get a first rounder, Boston's first round, and Craig Smith as their best case scenario. You know, you know, you never know. Uh, and then you have the two old players that are highly skilled, Carlson, Kane, who could still be dealt. Uh, you have the goalies in Arizona, Talbot, Talbot. Uh, Ovechkin Ovechkin Backstrom Oshie <laughs> There's the Oh Besser Also there Like there's yeah. a lot of Decent players And a lot of really good players That can still get dealt There's gotta be a lot of And random ones though. We might not even heard of Like Tanner exactly. Janot I don't even know <laughs> The thing is Nashville being Nashville uh, Their exact quote was Nashville is up for sale Not the team itself Every single player Yeah uh, All of them Apparently Yossi Maybe not Yossi, but I mean he's a captain. Soros, not the obvious one. Barry Trotz, get out of here. I'm sorry. You can reach for it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the fight, like I didn't even know guys like Nylander and Janot were even available. So Nylander, Nylander, Niederreiter, Nylander. I was like, what What is he Uh, available? (laughs) I don't think we're gonna see another Duchesne trade. I mean, I hope not. Yeah. Considering that's like his perfect location with all the country music. Um, but you never know. There could be other players on the move. Probably and like obviously guys like Forsberg and stuff are, are going to stay. Guys with extensions and stuff. Maybe we could see, I could definitely see like Matthias Ekholm. Yeah. Get dealt. So today's head to head, and I want to compare two players that Sufi loves to talk about. Oh. And, but it's a little bit different. Usually, I don't pick people from the same team. No. Uh, so I picked two players on the same team, and I want you to tell me who you'd rather have on your team. So which two players? Neither. So I'm asking essentially, who's the best winger on the New Jersey Devils as of today? Is it Jesper Bratt, or is it Timo Meyer? Timo Meyer. And why? Because he's better. Why? <laughs> Bro, this is. I think this might be a wash unless you change your mind. I love Jesper Bratt. I don't think he's that far off. Um, this is a very intensely hard choice, but it becomes easier if I just compare their last two seasons and with very similar numbers, plus an extra good year for Meyer uh, a couple of years before that. Um, if we're just talking like skill-wise, Bratt's more of like a playmaker Meyer is a playmaker mixed with a power forward mixed with a goal scorer creates a ton of chances or did he just score a lot because Eric Carlson's there Hmm. Carlson wasn't even playing a lot last year no this year okay you you said he's having the best year you know why Eric Carlson oh this is your thing bro get out of here anyways I'm gonna back Eric Carlson, no matter what. <laughs> okay, Carlson's great, bro. Like, I don't... Meyer did the exact same thing last year when Carlson was injured for the 18th time. Like, I don't think that uh, Meyer's a product of Carlson specifically. Wrong. He okay, actually... so here's the thing. This is a this is not as much of a wash as I think you're... I said I said is extremely close. No, you didn't. You I went... literally said that right before. He said, Read the, I think listen it's to the team. You did not say extremely. I, said, I did. The word extremely was not there. I, I, no, but you started off saying it. that it's going to be a wash unless you change it. Wash as in like 3 0. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Fine. Yeah. Right. No, but for, like, 
I think Amaya just brings more to the game than Pratt does. In terms of like, as I've said like on this podcast before, Brat. Well, is, let's take into consideration Brat was a sixth round pick. Brat's, he wasn't supposed to. Be. Brat's okay. What what are these, bro? Brat's an amazing story, and like the fact that like he's as good as he is, I talk about him more than anyone. So he is right about that. Um, but Meyer, in terms of like the stat side of it, in terms of points, plus hitting shots, uh, just power in general, like he and like the defensive side of the game, they're both really good at. So it's it's very close, but I give it to Meyer just based on that kind of stuff. I think that like I mean, the fact that they have both on these teams, the same team, is amazing for them. Okay, so here's what I'll say. Uh, Points-wise, they're not just close, they're incredibly close. <laughs> so, um, just to put it out there, New Jersey for uh, Jesper Bratt, this year so far he has 56 in 59 uh, points, 56 points, 59 games. Last year he had 76 and Last year he had 73 points in 76 games <sighs> for Jesper Bratt. And the year before that was 30 points in 46, that was the bubble year. Um, and yeah. Timo Meyer, in comparison, this year so far, he's at 52 points in 57 games. Last year, he was at 76 points in 77 games. And then the year before that, in the bubble, 31 points in 54 games. So he played about 10 more games or so, it looks, or 8 what more was games, this, and had he, one he, more point. He had a 70-point season before that too, right? Uh, Meyer? Yeah. No, he had a 66-point in 18-19, but not 70. In so. how many games? Uh, 78. Okay, okay. Yeah. So basically... Yeah, I guess so. If you yeah, but um, so they're incredibly close in terms of points. In terms of points. In terms of points, they're incredibly close. However, I will also nudge towards Timo Meyer because of the physical aspect he brings to the game, his size, the um, girth on him, and the girth on him, his ability to um, his the ability. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect him to say that. His ability oh. to... Um, yeah, it's weird when, like, a 45-year-old dad talks about oh. girth. They know his age now. It's fine. Uh, no, they don't. Just keep saying different numbers. Yeah. 14. Well, For anyone who hasn't is, seen the previous episode, they don't know my age, though. Yeah, 14 is uh, the age of his child. Yeah, go watch our last episode if you're curious how old no more is. I should have made that one of the titles. <laughs> I should have made it the title of the episode, yeah. but... Um, yeah, I'll give it I'll give it to Timo Meyer. I'll give the edge to Timo Meyer just for his yeah. size. It's yeah. just an edge, bro. Yeah, it's just an edge. We're very different players in what they bring to the table, yeah. right? But so I think they, he brings, so. like, if, like for example, and I'm, I'm saying this all based on the fact that if Leafs were trading for one of these guys right now, I want them to go after Meyer. Similar stats, but they need something. <laughs> what an awful way to go. No, no, if but they, the no, Leafs... No, no, but the, the reason I'm saying it is because, it, I guess, the I reason still, I'm putting I him... Like the, the, Leafs. the reason I'm putting him over Jasper Brad is because of the physical aspect, the little edge he brings to the game mm-hmm. uh, in the bottom six or in the middle six, sorry. Um, do you even watch him play or are you just taking him at Suzuki? He's a top six. Suzuki doesn't even know a lot about hockey. The top six, not bottom six. First line forward. They're both first line forwards. Yeah, so in the 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 edge that he brings to the top six, Leafs don't really have that. They don't have... Leafs fans always make it about themselves, bro. Did you? But that's what I mean. I snuck in. Sufi doesn't know anything about hockey. That's what I'm saying. If I wanted... He's he brings the same production, but an element to the game which is very valuable at the, on on top of that. So that's why I give him the edge. But very close, both great. 
Yeah, but Carlson gave him seven open nets, apparently. This <laughs> Look at the plays. I agree, but bro, he did the same thing last year. Therefore, like, he'd I be mean, on a slower but, pace. But in, in compar- like, Jesper Bass playing some pretty good players this year as well. Nope. Yeah, how many open nets did Brat have from Jack Hughes? <laughs> Jack Hughes has been hurt. For like the last week. Yeah. yeah. So, or I mean, before that, it was like a week. That, that's not yeah. even an argument, bro. Like, uh, it was, when it comes good to these, on every I can't team. have a... It's not like comparing two teams that are completely different, you know, in terms, yes. of, in terms of the skill. You they know? have Carlson. Devils have like five players. Exactly. That's what I mean. <laughs> exactly. So Jesper Brad has like a lot of help as well. Yeah. So that, that, that's, a, that's a Washington argument. I'm, I'm considering that a Washington argument just based off Carlson on that team. Yeah. He's right? better than all those other guys. No. <laughs> Regardless, Sorry. who has the most even strength points as a defenseman? Who do you choose, bro? Thank you. Who do you choose? Go ahead. Well, you pick Eric Carlson. Yeah, Eric Carlson's my answer. <laughs> um, well, because I love to be different. Yeah, that's I'm going to pick thing. Timo Meyer. Okay. I I don't know. I thought you were going to go back and forth and be like, oh, I just love them both so much. Oh I do. Gosh. No, but you're going to have like a moment. No, no, no. For me, like. It's literally exactly what he said, copying what I said, <laughs> was yeah. in terms of production, they're, they're like so close. You have to look at other stuff. And Meyer just brings so much else to the game. Like and like if I'm talking skill-wise in general, like their playmaking ability is probably similar. Meyer's a better goal scorer. Uh, Meyer's stronger on the puck in general, um, which gives him more ability to create the plays and stuff like that. That's why he averages like 300 shots a season. Compared, like... To Brat, like he's he's more of a playmaker, right? And it's going to be interesting to see because I think that those two players together is like a perfect combination. And then you don't even need a good center in the middle between those two, but you have Jack Hughes if they play on the same line. It's going to be very fun to watch the Devils. Yeah, yeah very much. They're going to be a fun playoff team to watch. Too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, guys. Maybe you should trade for Eric Carlson. Maybe. <laughs> You have Hamilton and Carlson. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be a nice Burns uh, Carlson situation. Oh again. God, no! Yeah, I think like they are incredibly different players. I think Timo Meyer just has the size advantage and mm-hmm. brings a little bit of extra stuff. But Perfect it is advantage. interesting because like you're just assuming that Timo Meyer is going to come in and be the best winger on the team right away. I think it could take some time, and Brat will kind of have that maybe for the rest of the season. Um, but assume, assuming, or if Meyer sticks around, uh, he can definitely play himself into the secure best yeah. winger on the team. That's more of just a chemistry thing, though, right? Yeah. Like, I I think the fact that Meyer was as good as he is playing with the players that he was, like, says a lot. So we'll see. Like, I mean, maybe, maybe, it may, maybe it'll be a shock for him playing with good players. The best player in the league on San Jose? Eric Carlson? <laughs> Mark Edward Vlasic, actually, I was talking about. Mm. All right, yeah. well, yeah. James Reimer. Hmm. Reimer, good last name. Well, uh, nice. thank you everyone for tuning in again. Uh, we always appreciate your support. Remember to check out BetStamp and use code DIEHARDS when signing up. Um, if you want to... Con- <gasps> Wait! All right. Lauren, I don't know if you're still listening. Oh my God. We had a comment from uh, a fan. Did we? My sister. Okay. And uh, sister. she wants us to talk about our thoughts on Jeff Skinner. Good player. Looks like an elf. 
looks like an elf. Well, I feel like Jeff Skinner is kind of like an interesting dude. Like, he, he seems yeah. quite goofy. Figure skater. But, yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. He, has, he was a figure skater growing up, so he has... Mm incredible like edges and stuff and like you'll see him like dance around people sometimes with, like a little spin and stuff is that what she finds attractive um but it is interesting i feel like he's having back-to-back good seasons which doesn't usually happen for him he usually has like 35 goals then like yeah. 20 goals then well, 39 yeah. goals then like yeah. 19 goals and buffalo is just bad for like two years and then now it's good for two years maybe he's just doing the same thing maybe but i mean he's playing with tajay and tuck He's Gross. always been this kind of like up and down. I don't yeah, know. but the thing is, like yeah. with Tage and and Tuck on his line, it's gonna be hard for him to have a significant drop. Like, yeah. I wonder if he had like an injury that or something undisclosed those couple seasons where he had playing with Kyle Ockpo, twenty three points in fifty nine games, and then fourteen points in fifty three games because he went from he forty points. goals, sixty three points to almost nothing to then mm-hmm. back to thirty three goals, sixty three points, and this year twenty five goals, thirty four assists for fifty nine points in fifty five games. The bubble season was not kind to him. 14 points in or Buffalo games. in general, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, product of environment, I think, in this case. Yeah, probably. But mixed with him and just playing better, right? Like, yeah. it, it could also be both things. Um, He's close to a 1,000 games. Yeah. He played a lot in Carolina. How old is he? He's 30 and going to hit a 1,000 games like He got the bag season, at the right maybe. time. That yeah. Nine, that nine mil bag. I've, I've, I've never been like a, some... Skinner fan or anything. I never thought it was great. Oh, don't tell Lauren that. Yeah. <laughs> Omar may not be here next episode. Yeah. He's, a, he's a good player. He's a good player, yeah. yeah. He's a good player. Yeah. Not the most attractive player on the Buffalo Sabres, though. Uka Pekka Oh, I was thinking Tage. Nah, Tage is tall, bro. So is it, So she finds him attractive? Is that she thinks thing? he's funny. Like, he, yeah. he, did you see the Between Two Lockers? No. So the Buffalo posted, like, a, you know, the Between Two Ferns or whatever by yeah. Zach Galifianakis? He did one in two lock, like, locker rooms or whatever yeah. and uh, interviewed Tuck. It's the goofiest thing I've ever seen, but <laughs> it, it, was, it, was, it was pretty good. And uh, so, yeah, quite a personality on the lad, apparently. Mm-hmm. So just like Lauren, if you want us to talk about something... Yeah, if you, you want us to talk know. about something, comment down below, whether that's on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and then you can stream us on any of... Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitch, um, Stitcher, SiriusXM, and yeah... Yeah, I must be forgetting some when I'm saying this. Probably always, other yeah. things as well. Yeah, they don't pay us. It's pretty, pretty much everywhere you you can find us. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, thank you again for tuning in, guys. And we will see you next time. Bye, guys. Mm.